16 at war. It all started out on February 28, 1914, when I was only 16 years old. It was me with my old heavy wrinkled duffel bag on the bus going to West Point to serve in the military. It was a cold, rainy, and foggy morning. I thought to myself, crap, what am I getting myself into? I was so freaking scared at the moment, my hands started trembling and my face turned pale. I knew that there was no turning back now. If I didn't make this decision, what would be the point of my childhood? dreaming of being a soldier and serving for this country. A few hours later, we arrived at West Point. Sergeant Nicholas, who was a tall man with brown hair and cold blue eyes, stood before us. He looked super intimidating, and out of nowhere, he screamed at the top of his lungs, Get out the bus! Right now! Move! 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 Hurry up! I was pretty scared at this point, so I just followed the other military recruits and got out of the bus. Once we got out, the cold air rushed through my body. It was a feeling I've never experienced before. I felt a bit sick, and I was trembling like crazy, and got the chills. It was raining super hard, so by the time we went through security and got our vaccines, I was drenched in rain. Everything in my bag was soaked, clothes, snacks, and my rubber water bottle. We were assigned a group, and each group is supposed to work together at completing tasks. I was Group E. We also lived together in the same room. The room was not particularly big, but it was enough to fit 40 people in it. The beds were bunk beds, so two people would share one. The floors were not clean at all, so they forced us to wear these terribly made-looking slippers wherever we went. They gave us our so-called military suits and boots. From there on out, we woke up every single morning at 5 a.m. We only got five minutes to shower, brush our teeth, and put on our suits. We also only got five minutes to eat breakfast in the cafeteria, which in my opinion is way too short. And the food tastes like straight up plastic. But hey, we are in the military at last, so I can't really complain. Just had to deal with it. Lastly, we began our intense training for the remainder of the day. We would have to repeat that over and over again every single day. I almost gave up, but I knew I had to push through it because hard work pays off at the end. July 28, 1914, West Point. I had worked my butt off these past few months. During lunch, Sergeant Nicholas said, We have received bad news. Everybody went silent. He continued, A war has started. Everybody gasped and started to freak out. Then he said, Some of you will be called to go. On the other hand, some of you are lucky enough to stay and defend this country. Although we haven't entered the war yet, we might soon. I thought we would never have a war. I wasn't expecting a war. Not this soon. Not now, at least. Thoughts were running through my mind these few weeks, so I couldn't really focus on what I was doing. Sometimes my mind would go blank, and I couldn't even think straight. I was worried. I was worried that America would enter this war, and I would get called up to fight, but I guess that's what my job is. April 1917. We had entered the war. As soon as war started, I was called to fight on the border of Belgium and France in a trench war. I was nervous as hell. I couldn't stop thinking of all the things that could happen, and I would never know until then. I literally could die, any day. So I said to myself, this is really it, the time I've been waiting for my whole life. The next few weeks, Sergeant Nicholas kept reminding us that we would be boarding a plane to UK, and from there we would be taking a bus with British soldiers that would take us to the trenches where we were supposed to fight in. 
The tensions were building up, people talked a lot less, anxiety and stress was a big factor. I was amongst those people. Five days later, it was time to go. We boarded a plane to Great Britain. We arrived eight hours later. We were all very tired. Some of us were even sick. I was sitting with my best friend Zane the whole time. But now we had to take a bus to a French war base near the trenches. No one talked. Absolutely no one. We were just sitting there with blank faces, wondering what could happen, and we could die any second. This was the most nerve-wracking experience I've ever experienced. It was a cloudy day with a bit of drizzle outside. Around 4.40 p.m., we arrived at the French war base, which was around 10 miles from the trenches. I thought it would be a lot closer to the trenches, so I asked my friend Zane, how are we going to enter the trenches without getting shot or ambushed? He just shrugged and said, I don't know. So we started to think about many ways we could enter the trenches from here. Soon enough, we found out from Sergeant Nicholas that we would be walking to the trenches and sneaking in from the north side. He also said we would be going in small groups so we wouldn't be a huge target and it wouldn't be easy for us to get ambushed. Then Sergeant Nicholas gave instructions and split us into groups in which we would be sneaking into the trenches with. I was in group 3. I was so surprised because when he called my friend Zane's name, he was he said group 3 as well. We had to carry a lot of equipment like our weapons, huge sleeping bags, water, and food. We were set to go. Our group only had 10 people, which was the least of the bunch. We walked 7 miles across the grassland. There was absolutely nothing. We were surrounded by grass, nothing else. Well, actually also a few trees, but that was pretty much it. The only thing that was close to a GPS was our old rusty compass that had dust all over it. I was getting so tired my back started to ache from all the heavy equipment and also the heavy bolt-action rifle. It was peaceful, really peaceful, at least for now. We could only hear the roaring wind in our equipment. Bang, 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 bang. Suddenly, out of nowhere, we heard the first gunshots of this whole hike. It seemed really close, so we all hurriedly ducked and stayed really low. We were pretty much crawling at this point. One guy in our group told everybody to be dead silent and stay still for a couple minutes. At this point, I was scared to death and we could be ambushed at any time, and none of us knew what was going on because everything seemed to be silent after that. I saw someone in the distance. Thank God one guy in our group had binoculars or else we'd be screwed, so I told him. My vision was kind of blurry at the moment. The figure was tall and was running toward us. He was also carrying an AK-47. Once the figure got a bit closer, we saw that it was one of our allies. One of the British soldiers came to rescue us and help us to the trenches. He told us to hurry because the Germans were coming with bombers to sweep the area to make sure no one was here. We had to go quickly. The British soldier shouted, Let's go, let's go, we gotta leave. So we quickly followed after him. The closer we got to the trenches, the more gunfire we heard. We also heard lots of bombs go off in the distance. I never in my life thought I would be here. We ran past countless dead bodies. I felt sick. I couldn't handle this. I started panicking. I know that makes it worse, so I took deep breaths and kept following the British soldier. More gunfire. Bang, 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 bang. Warplanes flew by. 
We didn't know if those planes were from our allies or the Germans. I thought to myself, just run. It's going to be okay. No, it's not. Bang, bang, more gunfire. Bombs going off in the distance. The trenches were in sight, and we could see the trenches' barbed wire surrounding it. The British soldier said, You Americans, go to that trench. Yes, that trench on the left. We'll be in the trench next to you guys. If you need any help, give us a call, understood? Yes, sir, we responded. We settled down in the trench. I said, I guess we are the first ones here. No one responded. Everybody was exhausted from walking seven miles and running the last three, especially with those gunshots and the heavy equipment. It was a rainy day, so all of our stuff was soaked, including our clothes. The mud and the puddles were so disgusting. A couple hours later, the rest of our fellow Americans arrived and joined us in the trench. There were actually more than I expected, some from other military bases other than West Point. There were actually two generals named Nathan and Jared. They were really chill overall, gave us directions and safety hazards, and planned attacks. It had stopped raining after a few hours. The gunfire was still there. It was now late at night. Suddenly, out of nowhere, one of the British soldiers yelled, Help! General Nathan called out 15 of us to go see what was going on, and I was one of them. Me and the other 14 guys climbed out of the trench and went over to the British trench. We were shocked when we stood there for a second and saw around 20 German soldiers near their trench with shotguns pointed at the British soldiers. Somehow they managed to ambush the British from behind without them knowing, but the Germans still somehow hadn't found out that we were only 30 feet next to them. Right as one of the Germans said, Fjord! At the same time, one of our men said, Fire! I loaded my bolt-action rifle and then shot it at one of the German soldiers. It went straight through his head. It felt good to shut down the enemy. Shot gunshots all around me. Bang! 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 Non-stop fire. Blood splattered everywhere. Bodies were on the ground. In just a few minutes, all the Germans near the trench were dead. Sadly, some of the British soldiers died as well. Those who did survive were either severely injured or not at all injured. 200 feet across from our trench, we heard loads of gunfire from the Germans. I shouted, help, we need backup, quickly. People were dying left and right, bloodshed everywhere. I hid behind a huge rock. I need more ammo, so I crawled my way back down to our trench to get more. Most of us were fighting from inside the trench. So were the French next door to us. Some of the German soldiers came rushing down the battlefield trying to throw grenades and stink bombs. But that didn't work because we planted mines in the ground. Kaboom! 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 One mine after the other exploded as the Germans came rushing down the battlefield. It was a hectic night, gunfire all night, bombs going off, and the screams of soldiers that were about to die. I, I was drenched with sweat. Lots of blood on my suit. My boots were completely covered with mud. Had ash all over my face and all sorts of blisters and cuts through my body. We kept fighting until the morning. It was the most intense experience I've ever had. We had survived another day, eh? Said Zane, while lighting a cigar. We smirked and laughed for a bit. Might as well play some cards and eat something. What do you say, Zane? I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Until we are called up. That is, old pal. 
We would usually have one break each day and get a few hours of sleep, at the same time trade battle shifts with the other soldiers. A few months have passed fighting every single day. There were problems, a lot actually, because we were all sleep deprived and barely got any rest. It was getting old, but that was not the main problem. People were getting sick with diseases like trench foot, trench fever, influenza, and malaria. I'm pretty lucky because I haven't got any of those diseases yet. We also had to battle a gas called mustard gas, which was a poisonous gas, but it killed only a few people. It was unsuccessful most of the time because the wind would blow the gas right back to the enemy trench. Although this was a tough time, one of the most exciting things I got to do was fire a machine gun. I've never fired a machine gun in my life. The machine gun was positioned on a flat tripod and could fire around 400 to 600 small calibre bullets per minute. A few days later, we found out that my friend Zane caught the trench fever which was caused by lice. It was an absolute horror of thinking about it. I could see the pain in his eyes, but I probably wouldn't understand the real pain a single bit because I never caught it. We literally couldn't do anything about it because there were no doctors around and it would be way too dangerous to travel to the nearest hospital. So the only thing we could do is pray. Two months later, Zane had passed away. It was January 31st, 1918. I cried. I cried all night, even for the next few days as well. It was such a tragic death, losing your best friend. We've come so far for this, I finally came to a conclusion. It's more than just war, it's about passion, it's about your dreams. Dream big and achieve, as my father used to tell me. <laughs>